Call to the booth. I keep to leave here along with Harrison Sanford. We wrapping up the draft. Everybody want to know where Aaron Rodgers is going. Please go to the Broncos. My top five picks. Y'all don't want to miss it, man. Paul, drop that beat. Yeah, we're all wondering what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And yes, there are some fans who would like him to be with their team, particularly potentially with Denver. Before we get to all of that, though, Akeem, you are covering the draft for the first time uh, as an analyst now. You're with my guy, uh, Adam Lefko. Shout out to him. I'm wondering, how did it feel to be on that side as a former player and also as a media member? It was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it, you know, just getting paid for my opinion, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm in that world right now. So I had fun, man. I, I, I definitely prepared for it. And when I got on a set at the desk with, with uh, Connor Rogers and Adam Lefko, I definitely felt prepared, man. That's that's the most important thing. I, I felt prepared. Adam Lefko made it fun, man. I, it was it was dope watching Connor Rogers. You couldn't name a college player who, who Connor Rogers didn't know, man. So that was super impressive to me. And uh, all in all, man, I had a good time. Yeah, for sure. The the amount of knowledge that draft people in the draft have to get prepared for is a lot. And then I can only imagine it's a lot harder for the GMs. Obviously, they have a scouting department, but GMs have so much information they got to work off, whether it's yeah. actual like performance, then it's just the personality test and all those things of that nature. It's a lot for sure. Um, before we But before we get to the draft, because we got to discuss it for sure, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't want to let them be great. He didn't yeah. want to let them. He didn't want to let them have their shot. They, they couldn't have their day because <laughs> we all Aaron saw the Rogers, reports. <laughs> he wanted to get yeah. involved. He wanted to get involved yeah. on draft day. <laughs> yeah, so he tried to. He trying to get in the mix. Uh, for those who don't know, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it was reported by multiple media outlets that he is unhappy uh, with the Green Bay Packers, potentially considering retirement. Uh, we saw a, a tweet from one of our former guests, Devonte Adams. Uh, a cryptic tweet, a little sub, a sub, uh, a subtweet, as some would say. Uh, hmm. I'll read it here verbatim. Gotta appreciate what you got while you got it, with an exclamation point for emphasis. Ain't that uh, the truth? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first off, what do you think? De- who do you think Devontae Adams is talking to? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers organization? I think I think he's talking to himself. He just. That's his feelings, man. You got to appreciate what you got while you got it because Aaron Rodgers could be gone Friday. Like, you know what I'm saying? He could be gone. So he just was, you know, getting it off his chest, like telling the world to appreciate what y'all got while y'all got it, man, because I could be, I could potentially be losing Aaron Rodgers, man. So I think that's what he meant with the tweet. Before we get, before we get to Aaron Rodgers, I'm curious. When you see that tweet and you relate it to your football career, what, what does it make you think of? All the teams who wanted to trade me and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate what you got while you got it. Cause when leave go, you see what the secondary do when leave go. You know what I'm saying? They all go downhill once leave leave the building. So appreciate what you got. Y'all GMs out there, appreciate what you got while you got it, man. Cause he'll be gone. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, okay. So uh, let's do the crystal ball prediction here. What happens uh, with Aaron Rodgers? How does it get remedied? Nothing happens. Uh, I think. I think. If anything happens, people upstairs get shuffled around. They get moved around. And Rogers stay, you know, 
Yeah, so if something had to happen, I think they fired the GM and they keep Aaron Rodgers. From from a media perspective, and you and I were talking about this as the offseason kicked off, we were kind of looking forward to the player empowerment era of the NFL because obviously we've seen it in the NBA where guys are kind of calling the shots. Uh, are you a little bit disappointed that nothing's really happened? Like, for example, Russell Wilson, he, he voiced his displeasure. Nothing happened yeah. there. And you're predicting nothing happens with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm wondering, as a, as a former player, are you kind of disappointed that guys are not calling calling their shots? I mean, they can. They 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 pump faking, though. They're not really shooting, you know what I'm saying? Because if they want to call their shots, if Russell just say, or if Aaron Rodgers just say, I'm not playing for y'all, like, period. Like, I'm just going to be home. They might let you stay home for maybe training camp. Halfway through the season, they're going to be like, all right, man, look, we got or at least sit out for this year. Next year, they're going to move you around. So you could get it done, you know what I'm saying? But those guys don't want to do that. And they don't, they don't want to leave that money on the table and, and leave a year of your, uh, uh, one year of your career on the table like that. But if you really want to get out of there, man, it's a way to get out of there. You can get out of there. So I, That's like the Carson Palmer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Carson did it. He threw his weight around, man. I got to go. So it, it could happen. It definitely could happen, man. You just got to be patient. You got to be adamant about the situation. So, can't be pump faking. And I, you, you referenced it while you were doing the intro here. Uh, you would think, or you would predict at least, that Denver would be an idea, and obviously Denver's rumored to be in this these discussions. Right. What would that mean for that? What would that? What would that mean? And and if you were the Packers, would you take Denver's offer, which I assume is going to be? young prospects, draft picks, and obviously there'll be a level, a modicum of salary cap relief once it happens past, I think, June 1st. If you were the Packers, would you do it? If Because the, the Broncos could offer a pretty impressive package. If I'm the Packers, I need a lot. I need a lot. It's probably going to include... I don't even know if they they will want a quarterback out the Packers. Matter of fact, give me Teddy. Teddy being Mr. Mr. Reliable, man. He'd be a nice backup quarterback for me. I'll go with Love. Teddy Bridgewater could come in my backup, man. Send him over in the package. You know what I'm saying? Send me an impact player like on defense. I'm going to take somebody off that defense y'all got. Y'all got a bunch of players on defense. Give me somebody. They probably don't want to give up Chug. Give me your vet. Give me Vaughn. You know what I'm saying? Let him run around with Smith. Let me let him add him in with the Smith brothers, right? And I definitely need some first-round picks, man. But, hey, if Jordan Love, I drafted Jordan Love to 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 be next, right? If I can, if I can get some first-round picks – some good players. So maybe I'll take one of them young wild out too, man. Give me one of them young wild outs. And if I can really make my team that much better and, and, and let Aaron Rodgers go, I might have to do it. I'm If I was a GM, man, I want guys who want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then I'm not interested in you being here. I don't give a damn how good you is, right? Because, I mean, where there's an Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's, it was it was a Brett Favre and then it was an Aaron Rodgers. So now I'm looking at Jordan Love like he's going to be my Aaron Rodgers, right? So I, I'm going to believe in him. That's why I drafted him. He want to be here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get him weapons and and you know I'm gonna try to build success like that, man, with the guys who want to be here, man. And if I was a GM, I operate like that. I'm actually gonna end up putting you on the spot here. We are gonna pick our top five. You are gonna tell us your top five uh, choices for best picks in the NFL draft. But this situation yeah. has me thinking. Top five candidates, and we don't have to do them in order. Top five candidates for hard knocks this season. Packers got to be on that list. 
Yeah, there's some qualifications for hard knocks, though. So the only teams that are eligible, because like, if you got a first-year head coach, you don't got to do hard knocks. If you made the playoffs, you don't got to do hard knocks. So uh, in the last two seasons, actually, or if you've appeared on the show in the last 10 years. So that leaves these five teams. The Broncos. Oh, there's only, oh, there's only five. Only five eligible teams? There, there are actually only, I just looked it up. Yeah, there's only five eligible teams. Yeah, it'd be like that every oh. year, too. It'd be, it don't be a lot yeah. of teams who can go on there. Yeah. But who is it? Who is it? Who, the, who, right. the, who are my options? So we got the Broncos. So once again, let's get Aaron to Denver. We got yeah. the Cardinals, Cowboys, Cardinals. Giants, Cowboys. Panthers. Yeah, I say the Cardinals, the Cowboys, them would be super entertaining, man, just for the, the caliber of guys they got over there. And uh, if, Aaron, if if Aaron Rodgers go to the Broncos, boom, that's the show right there. It'd be the best, best-selling show. It'll sell out. It'll break all the view records or whatever they do, man, to break everything. For sure. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll do our draft recap. Uh, we'll look at some teams moving forward, which Packers could be, or they could be moving backwards. Franchise forward, franchise backward when we come back. It's called to the booth. Yo, yo, this Keenan Allen. Yo, this Tyron Matthew. And you know I had to make the call to the booth. You know how to make that call to the booth from my guy, Key to Lee. Call to the Booth is excited to announce our partnership with Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can catch all this dope content all off-season and in-season. Follow us on social media at Call to the Booth. Back with more Call to the Booth. Now, Akeem believes that this might be the most impactful uh, NFL draft, at least in the top 10 over the past five years. Uh, time will tell, uh, but obviously we're all hoping to see a new class of uh, NFL player. Maybe some of them end up in Canton one day. Akeeb, as you sat back and you watched the draft, I'm I'm wondering as you look back at uh, on the back end now, what were your five biggest impact picks? Five biggest impact picks. So, first, I think I went with I went with Slater to the Chargers, right? Just because the moves they made on the O line to to get Slater, I don't think they planned on getting him. I think they had the next guy as the guy they may get, but uh, just to land him as your tackle. And the guys you added to that line, man, you got a quarterback of the future. I think they really, they really like what they did right there, man. I think they whole offseason went crazy. Uh, yeah, they added court. Them. They, yeah, we yeah, talk about them when we get to the teams. But it's Slater, I think Slater, Slater going, what do you go, thirteen or something like that, dropping like thirteen to them. I think they got their left tackle of the future. That's that's one. Number two, I go Justin Fields to Chicago, man. That's another team. I think they had no idea they was going to have a chance to get Justin. And I think they hold building. Even their quarterbacks was on the hot seat. I think they just cooled. They, I mean, their coaches was on the hot seat. I think they just cooled their seats off a little bit with that pick. They might have bought them another year just with the draft pick, right? Nagy and them. So Justin Fields was number two. Number three, uh, Devontae Smith. So Devontae Smith to the Eagles, I think they was in desperate need of a big-time number one receiver. And if they didn't have that, they was going to stay at this kind of middle-tier level. And if they got a real number one receiver, I thought with their O-line back and a real number one receiver who can demand attention, they could be one of the top teams, man. They could be one of the top teams in the NFC, period, in my opinion. Really, I think they could, at least in the East, but – I think this offense, one of those offense that can really catch fire, man. Jalen Hurts in his second year with a number one receiver, that's, that really cranked that offense up. So I love I love that pick, Devontae Smith to the Eagles. Uh, number four, Mac Jones to the Patriots. I think they got a souped-up team right now. They ready for the next two, three years. They ready for war the next two, three years. 
I think they're going to start it off letting it be Cam. Let them run his show, man, if Cam get hurt. Or or even if Cam just not throwing the ball like they want him to throw the ball, kind of like he did last year. I think they got Mac Jones, man, and I, I guarantee you, uh, Josh McDaniels love Mac Jones. He got a he got his own pack. He got a way he'll run that same offense with Mac Jones and take the running out of it. I guarantee you, he's already ready for it. That's the perfect offensive coordinator for Mac Jones to go to, man. And he's surrounded by a bunch of weapons. Next year or two, they'll get a nice another big time receiver. So I think they got two number two receivers right now, but they got dog tight ends as well. So it kind of balance out. So you bring in the, in the future, Mac Jones. He gonna Cam might not get him. But Mac Jones, he's going to be the one who get a big-time number one receiver out there in New England. And, and I think that's the perfect landing spot for him. And then number five, I went Rondell Moore to the Cardinals. I think uh, he's super explosive, man. And, and there's so many guys to pay attention to on that Cardinals offense. All you need is Rondell Moore to get deep once a game. Kyler Murray got the arm to get it to him. I think that's the perfect landing spot for him. I said when, when I seen him, I watched the tape and stuff. You know, he's a small guy, fast, explosive, break tackles. I was like, ooh, if he get with the Chiefs, he going to go crazy. And, and if he get with the Cardinals, man, he going to go crazy. So he ended up with the Cardinals, great landing spot from Rondell Moore. We actually have more on the Cardinals when you guys tune in on – we actually have a show coming up on Friday. We're going to be joined by Ian Hardis of PFF. We're going to break down fantasy football uh, prospects for this upcoming season, things that happened in the NFL draft, some offenses that might really uptick potentially like the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll also look at the defensive side of the ball and some teams uh, that you might want to avoid when you're playing DFS because you know we're helping you get your chips here this year. Um, so it's all coming, we're all breaking that down in our Friday episode of Call to the Booth. Keith, thank you for queuing that up uh, when we talked about the Cardinals. Uh, but as you sat back now, as you played media analyst, you played NFL draft analyst, you played GM in your mind, I know there were some times you must have been like, yo, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, if I'm in charge of this operation, if this was my, if I was running this team, uh, there's some franchises that we have to, you'd probably think, oh, this seems like a step backward. Were there any teams that made you leave that draft coverage that you were doing and saying to yourself, well, I'm, I'm confused of where they're going. Franchise backward, who you got? I got the Saints, man. I got the Saints. Uh, I thought and I saw needed- that interaction you had with Cam Jordan, too. Right, I ain't understand that pick at all, man. I thought, I thought, I thought they needed a pass rusher, right? But I thought it was some. This wasn't like a heavy pass rusher draft. It wasn't like no Von Millers or no Chase Youngs in the draft period. Wasn't no top ten picks. But I thought it was like some middle tier guys or y'all the top of y'all class, and y'all could come in and if y'all had to be like a number two guy to Cam Jordan, boom, that's perfect for you, right? So, man, I think. I think they need a pass rusher, but they got a they got a guy over there. I can't think of his name right now. They got they got a guy on the other side of uh, uh Cam Jordan right now. Who, who he, he, you know I'm saying he, he came in for Erickson and Cam Jordan last year. Now he, he'll probably be the guy this year out the gate. And then uh, next rounds they went linebacker, and it was I just thought they was going the right positions, but they was just getting the wrong guys, man. It was just so much more talent, in my opinion, out there than the guys that they picked, man. And and. You know, you lose Drew Brees, the, the building going to be different. It's, 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 Jameis is not Drew Brees. I don't care if it's the same coordinator, same offense. They didn't get it like another receiver. They didn't get a compliment to Mike Thomas. I thought they needed another another receiver on the other side. So they checked some of the boxes that they needed, but not with the guys who I thought was the best available. And then they left. I feel like they left a lot of blanks in their in roster, man, with, with spots that they should have filled, and they didn't fill them. 
Uh, so I think you're referring to Marcus Davenport on the other yeah, side Marcus of King Davenport, Jordan. Yeah, Marcus Davenport, definitely. Definitely, Marcus mm-hmm. Davenport. And, and, yeah, so right now with uh, Emmanuel Sanders, our guy, our former guest, ending up with the Buffalo Bills, so him and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, uh, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, could be Beasley. a lot of fun. Yeah, nice. it could be a lot of could be a lot of fun in Buffalo. That that AFC East is going to be very interesting. Uh, but that at the wide receiver position next to Michael Thomas now is Trey Quan Smith. They also lost Jared Cook, so uh, they're not necessarily giving Jameis the right. uh, allocation of weapons that he would need. If Drew Brees had time, had time struggling. They with. did. They did get. They did get Debo. I like. I like Debo. The corner they drafted in the third man. They did. They did get Debo. I thought they needed a corner. Uh, that's a great pick for him in the third round. That's probably was their best pick. The only pick that I like uh, the whole day, in my opinion, man. Then they they went quarterback in the fourth. Y'all got two quarterbacks who y'all paying money to on the roster right now. So I'm I, I don't know. I I ain't really get it. I, you ain't even need no quarterback in the fourth. Like I don't know. I, I I didn't agree with I didn't agree with none of their draft picks except for Young Debo in the third. Man, he probably gonna come in and start with Marshawn. Great ball skills. There we go. All right. So. Uh... You have the New Orleans Saints as franchise backward. Uh, there are a number of candidates for franchise forward. A lot of uh, teams, especially with it being such a quarterback-heavy draft, were able to kind of put their organizations on the right path. But who's your franchise forward? Man, I'm going to go to Chargers, man. I like I like what the Chargers doing. I just talked about what they did with that line in the offseason. Then there's, you know, icing on the cake on the line, be Slater. You know what I'm saying? At that tackle. And then... Uh, Polishing up that secondary, I think they pretty good. I think they need an edge rusher. They 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 didn't they didn't get an edge rusher, but I think every position that they needed a big time player to come in and play right now, Casey Hayward gone, boom, they get Asante to come in. Asante Samuel Jr. come in. Then uh, I think they added a nice third receiver too, Palmer out of Tennessee. I think mm-hmm. uh, they added a nice third receiver. He's kind of like a he's kind of like a Mike Williams man. He's a 50-50 ball guy, and man, you got a quarterback like that man. Once you pay a little bit too much attention to Keenan. And Mike, you got this guy. He is real dog. He can win one on ones on the backside announcement. So you get him another weapon, a left tackle. You bring in a DB. I just, I just like what the Chargers did, man. They, they going in the right direction. Speaking of franchise forward, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals obviously last year took Joe Burrow. Uh, this year they took his uh, college wide receiver Jamar Chase. Add him with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Uh, it could be a dangerous offense, especially with Joe Mixon coming back, uh, especially with that defense losing Will Jackson. Um, it looks like they're going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with those teams in the AFC North. Uh, one thing that they did do that really caught the attention of a lot of people after the in this draft, in the fifth round, they took a kicker, which I don't know how you feel about that already, Akeem. I, I, I'm curious what the vibes would mm. be when you see a kicker in, in the locker room during the offseason that was taken in the fifth round. But even besides that, um, the kicker, Randy McPherson from Florida, went a little bit viral because he's not just your ordinary kicker. I don't know if you've seen this just yet, Akeem, but check out my man's skills. Paul's pulling it up here, uh, courtesy of the Florida Gators Twitter account. Oh, my God. I thought he was finna <laughs> kick the bottle off. He done spent the cap. Hey, that's impressive right there, man. Hey, now, if he kicking like that, <laughs> we could take him in the fifth round. <laughs> right, For and sure. then you see him in the locker room, like, "Hey, if you better be pulling it." So now, don't you dare miss no twenty-seven-yard field goal to win the game. Bro, I see you done kick a bottle cap off. You done knocked the cap off. You done spent the cap off. You done unscrewed the bottle boy with that leg. Now nah, we, <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> shit, kicker's important now, man. Now if he if he come in and he really putting up them numbers, hey, I have no problem taking a kicker fifth round. Have you ever had a? Have you ever? What has your relationship been like with the kickers that you you played with? Have you? Because I imagine I I don't I should have pulled it up, but I imagine you must have dealt with the kicker after a bad performance. Like I always wonder what the energy is between a kicker and a player of your caliber. See, I look at it like you know that that's. Them they plays, right? So they make the they make the kick, they made they play, they missed the kick, they missed they play, right? So I always look at it like, man, they're not gonna make all their plays, man. It's it's a sport, it's pressure involved, they're not gonna make all their plays. So I don't really I don't really get on the kickers like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I they like they sacred, you know what I'm saying? You need them to be in, in good spirits, you know what I'm saying? You gotta baby them guys, man. And my favorite kicker, man, B Mac from the Broncos, that's my dog. He used to be over there. Playing cards with us, man. He hung out like he was a wide out or something. But he was a kicker, right? B Mac, the dopest kicker in the league, man, for sure. Shout out B Mac. I know you want to give one more shout out to before oh, yeah. we be, before we before peace we get out. out of here. Some... Yeah, before we get out of here, shout out my dog Boss Ward, baby. Shout out Boss Ward, man. It's, it's business time here. He announced his retirement last week, man. That's one of my brothers in the league, man. And uh, you know we about to get to it in this business world, man. So shout out Boss Ward. I'm ready, baby. Let's go. There we go. Enjoy. Shout out to TJ. Uh, he pulled up on the show uh, when we did our No Fly Zone anniversary. So good luck to you and all your future business endeavors. This is called to the booth. Remember, come back on Friday. We will do our uh, fantasy football focus show with Ian Hart. It's get all your chips right for the fantasy football season. It's never too early to get your stuff in order. This is called to the booth on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. <laughs>